0: Reach
1: for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
2: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado. Welcome to a Real Man Wood podcast. This is Chris List, your host, and I am joined as usual by my co host from Yahoo Sports, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, man? How's it going?
2: It's going all right. Uh, sorry, Liz. I switched up the days on you this week. Uh, anyway, how did you? Um, how was your Thanksgiving?
0: I was good. You know, we just went to a friend's house, who you know, watching the game. The first, the early game, the Bears game, started at five thirty my time. So we ate, mm-hmm. and both of us got pretty drunk. And who's I just, the friend like, that I know? Who? Uh, you don't know him. It's it's Emily and Scott. You know, our friends. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So uh, yeah, it was cool. We we had a good time. Food was good. Uh, got back in time back to Lisbon. They lived like half an hour away. Got back into Lisbon for the Dallas game where fucking seven and a half points. That was bullshit, man. Was just <laughs> a bullshit non-cover. They hit Jordan Reed in the face, which makes him drop the ball, which would have given them first and goal. Um, they missed an extra point. There's all sorts of shit that happened in that game.
2: Yeah, that's actually the only one I got right on Thanksgiving, but uh, luckily uh, our proxy could not get the Atlanta game in for us. But then the one that we ended up substituting, it's funny, the Titans, uh, the only loss, man. We came into Monday night nearly nearly one out. But, yeah, no, Thanksgiving did not do well in the, in the spread. Would you go two two and one?
0: No, I was one and two. Ruined my Thanksgiving. Yeah. I actually had a decent week. I was nine and six. I was nine and four heading into Sunday night, and I lost both Sunday and Monday night, which kind of sucked.
2: Uh it does. What about uh, – let me guess. Did you watch uh, any Tiger and Phil on the next day? You probably bought pay-per-view, I'm guessing.
0: No, I didn't watch that shit. I don't care yeah, about that. Yeah yeah okay yeah
2: um yeah so good glad to hear you had a good thanksgiving i i didn't go too far myself uh my in-laws are very close to me then i went over to monterey where i went to high school and saw a couple of high school friends which was nice uh ate at my favorite breakfast place by far carmel shout out katie's place carmel best crab benedict ever then i went to sunnyvale subbed in at ffl one one last time so uh that was fun. I uh, didn't have the greatest fantasy day or, or gambling, I must say. It wasn't wasn't the greatest weekend and, and really when I, I kinda I should go on a rant, man, Ruben Foster just uh, that did help my best bet and helped us in super contests with uh, did, the box yeah. covering easily, but man, do you have any thoughts on the Ruben Foster situation?
0: Well, my thought is just the first time you get the benefit of the doubt and the second time you don't. You know, that's pretty much yeah. how it works, right? Like yeah. first time the didn't the woman recant. And I'm sort of like, all right. Well, if she's recanting, then all right. But the second time,
2: yeah, he was supposed to avoid contact with her at all costs, too. So anyway, just just obviously, the, you know, the off the field stuff, just horrible. And as we're recording this, Washington uh, claimed him. I mean, Snyder's just the absolute, absolute worst. But from the 49ers' standpoint, geez, man, McKinnon, Jimmy G going down, Solomon Thomas, obviously looks like just emphatically a bust at this point, and now Foster is off the roster, just. Man, just disastrous. Uh, I mean, Kittle looks like a monster. McGlinchey was a good draft pick. Brita, but just ugly. I mean, the worst team in the NFL, and I guess I'm glad I I picked them in the Super Contest, and I'm certainly going to fight for going against them again this week. I can't believe that spread. But, yeah, just a disastrous uh, season for both our teams, but I'd say mine's even worse.
0: I mean, you you got Kittle and Brita. You kind of discovered those two, which is big for the future. Garoppolo should be back. Shanahan's still there. Foster was a total waste of a pick. Um, so that's costly, but uh you know Sherman looks like he's rejuvenated himself, probably has another good year or two left, so you got some you got a nucleus still
2: yeah, I think Sherman just got a one one year deal so he might want to uh, go on to a more contender. I'm not positive about that, but but yeah, I, actually, sherman has has played well, regardless um one other thing I wanted to, to ask I don't have a ton this, this week, a short week I recorded earlier, but um and I think you already touched on it, but I had made a mental note of asking you. Before I heard, uh, or I think I saw that you even wrote about it, but Christian McCaffrey, man, it's not, I'm not even giving you a hard time because I was not on Team McCaffrey, but, but um, I think you even said you took the L. So we want to further talk about that. I mean, what, just crazy. I didn't use him in DFS this last week. I mean, I used, like, Connor over him. But playing something crazy, like 97% of the snaps, that preseason usage is mainly what I want to ask you. Like, did that mean something, or will you still ignore that type of of, of thing because this might just be an outlier?
0: At the time, the evidence that we had, which was – Ron Rivera saying 25 to 30 carries a game and then getting some extra preseason work. I mean, I was definitely wrong. I mean, it doesn't really matter like what I was thinking, but I don't know. I have to take a case by case, right? I mean, it was, yeah, fair. I, I think also who was his size, the fact they signed CJ Anderson, who's already been released. I just thought the totality of the circumstances was that it was unlikely that he'd be a feature back. And I was wrong. And he, You probably only get like 210 carries, but when you're also – anything over 200 when you're even close to 200, when you're getting, you know, 80 catches and then starting to get more goal line work is just monstrous. So it's definitely a first-round value, maybe a top-five overall player, certainly top 10. And, uh, yeah, I took the L, you know. I mean, you can't – you can only hold off for so long. I don't take the L easily. Like, I'm not going to take the L on some – shit because the guy has two good games or whatever but you know it's week it's week 13 now and he's been an absolute monster the last six weeks and he certainly got enough work the first five that uh yeah I'm taking
2: the L. Yeah I'm giving you a hard time but I, it's not like I have many shares of him myself. The only, only other football thing I want to bring up before we get to the games or whatever else you want to is just Amari Cooper it's kind of funny um, that maybe that trade, see the problem is I guess the major contract he signs but I don't know. You look at what what is Tate doing, by the way, for Philly. Everyone say, "Oh, but, uh, equal receiver for lower value." But anyway, I know it's easy just based on results. But do you have any thoughts on, on on Amari Cooper, who looks like a you know a true possible you know featured number one wideout? And then that pick's obviously going to be later in the first now, too.
0: Yeah, it was a good trade for Dallas. It's a good trade for the Raiders. It was a good trade for both. Everyone mocked Dallas, but uh, I don't think I mocked Dallas at the time. I, I said, you know, it would've been better if they could have got a second for him, but. They, they, you know, they saw there was an opening in the division. They went to go for it. Dak played a great game on Thanksgiving. It was like, looked like Cam Newton out there. And uh, Amari Cooper's yeah, made him did. better. He's been a lot better since they got him. Zeke is catching passes too, which, is, which has helped. It'd be great if they had a tight end. That's really something that they're lacking. But you, you'd rather a team err on the side of overpaying to go for it than err on the side of being a nutless monkey and not wanting to give up the future all the time. So totally I totally agree. I, 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 you know, it was a good move, man. I, it was a bold move. They went out and paid what it took. Golden Tate is a good receiver, but Cooper was 24 years old. Golden Tate's like 30 years old. Cooper's 24 was like the sixth overall pick. Immediately had two thousand yard seasons with Derek Carr of all people, with the totally terrible system. You know, maybe he could be a superstar.
2: I'm I'm totally with you. Even if it blows up in our face, I, I I'm I'm totally on board with this risk. I've always been kind of a Cooper guy, but i um, speaking of Dallas. You want to start with these games? They play Thursday night or is there anything, uh, anything random you wanted to get to before we get to the fix? Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like one is
0: these lines. We'll talk about it, but they're out of control. It is the NFL's. The <laughs> book has really compensated for its errors. And I'm sure the book has lost a lot of money this year because the favorites are covering like crazy. And, you know, it used to be, Oh, the sharp side was the, that three point home dog, but no longer, man. I mean, you know, it was just sort of like I laid the wood with all these favorites, like the Chargers, the Patriots, the Ravens, cover, 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 because in this new NFL, it's it, like ridiculous. You know, that you can't go with that. Oh, I'm going to do the sharp thing. That doesn't exist anymore. So oh yeah, it's a and, whole, I, and it's,
2: you it's, believe me, I felt like a donkey being on the other side of all those you said last week. I mean, it just felt so. I mean, just, it felt dumb.
0: Other crazy thing is, do you know that the two highest completion percentage games in NFL history? Minimum 20 attempts happened this weekend?
2: Crazy. I do because I heard you say that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I read you said I that. I mean, unless pro football reference wild, is
0: missing yeah. some data 28 out of 29 for Rivers, 22 out of 23 for Mariota. Back to back days. NFL history. This is a different, we're in a different era, man. It's, it, this is a whole, something's really different and off about the NFL compared to, yeah, I don't know if you can use the historical sort of baselines for what's going on now. Looked at Massey Peabody. I think they're under 500 for the year. Not that that's a big enough sample to really say much. But, you know, I'm not sure that old paradigms are, are holding up. Things are, are different.
2: No buys. We have more games to choose from, for, which also makes it, for what it's worth, uh, this week came very quickly to me. I don't know about yourself, but uh, these picks, uh, I was actually happy with these picks. So we'll see whatever that means. But coming off a of 4-1 week, very close, very close to 5-0. and oh. List, let's keep this rolling.
0: Yeah, that really, that 14 point sequence really killed us uh, last night. That uh no. handoff stuff to the tight end was so dumb. And then the next play, 97 yard touchdown, I'm like, all right, there it goes. 14 points right there. They would have covered, and but it, for that.
2: Yeah, we looked, well, yeah, we were up 16 and a half points early. And then the other four, we were just on the right side, just so handily with the, with the, the four B's Bills, Bucks, Browns, and Broncos. So, yeah. Come Those on, right. hopefully, we're, uh, hopefully we figured out this league. So Thursday night, New Orleans giving seven and a half in Dallas. That's obviously just pre- pretty much a crazy spread, right?
0: Yeah, I made it three and a half. I'm like, yeah, three and a half, Dallas is good. You know, if they were in New Orleans, nine and a half sounds about right. Laying seven and a half in Dallas, that's just stupid. That's just, this is the books just getting their ass kicked with just these total nutless monkeys betting the Saints you know, not Nutless Monkeys, but just, well, real men. You know, just people who have no idea what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they're drunk and just betting the Saints. And uh, just making the line so big that, like, when the public's on the Saints, they're going to have to really pay up for that, you know, that that privilege yeah. of betting on them. And I love Dallas. I would definitely use them.
2: Yeah. And I was going to say, that's not even factoring mean, the short week of travel, but I guess they both played, you know, in Thanksgiving. But still, okay, I, I, I earmarked that, too. Yeah, this, that spread definitely. Seems, that's absurd. This is an absurd it, it line. Absurd. Tot- totally absurd. I mean, I get it. The Saints are awesome. Probably the favorites from the Super Bowl, but so that in New Orleans, it's borderline 14 points against a very solid Dallas team. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's insane. Um, just
0: like the Falcons line was insane. I mean, the Falcons fumbled like twice and Matt Ryan had that ball tipped and he threw a pick. Like five.
2: Not just What's fumbled that? twice. Both, in, both fumbles inside I know. the five. I mean, th- this
0: is a joke that the Falcons didn't cover that.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Indy giving four in Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I made this line exactly four, so I'm not strong on it. Uh, I'm not sure who I'm going to take tomorrow. It's not really that relevant for this purpose. I have a little Jaguars feel, but i got to think about it because it, it's exactly where I made the line.
2: Cool. We're on the same, some, same board here because I don't want to use this. But um, I'm leaning toward Jacksonville. Going to go a lot of dogs this week. Uh, ho- whatever. Kessler might even be an upgrade over Bortles. Sure. I like the Colts. I totally think they're the, the real deal. I fully expect them to win this game. But I can see that just by like a field goal. So uh, the next uh, – okay, let's skip the Vegas insider because this was flexed this week. Carolina minus three and a half in Tampa Bay over under 56, 56 and a half, okay. What are you liking this one?
0: Yeah, I made the line two and a half. I, I feel like Tampa's not great, but I think Winston is more competent than Fitzpatrick. He's not going to throw as many picks. And uh, I made it minus two and a half, and it's all the way at three and a half. So I like Tampa quite a bit. I don't think Carolina's defense is very good. I think Carolina probably wins, but it's going to be tough. So I took Tampa, but I don't know if I want to use it. What do you, what do you think about this one?
2: Definitely like Tampa Carolina, their big games this year have mostly been at, at home. And why is this more than the three agree with you on Winston? Although the Niners can't create turnovers against anyone this season, but sure. I'll mark this one as a possibility because um, I'm with you. There okay. might be uh, four, four of We like more. Than I think them. I'll
0: have others, but yeah, I'd put it yeah. down as possible. Yeah.
2: Okay, um, Baltimore, well, this is moving, I guess. So it looks like kind of a pick right now, Baltimore at Atlanta.
0: Yeah, this one I love. I mean, I made this line three, Ravens plus three, mm-hmm. and I looked up and I was like, it's minus two? Like, what the fuck? It's in Atlanta. You know, this is yeah. crazy. These teams are basically equal in my opinion. So as a pick'em, I mean, it's, I still like Atlanta quite a bit, but I loved it at minus two. I wonder what the, uh, Hilton, the uh, LVS line will be.
2: Right. And even Vegas Insider says it opened at Baltimore minus three. That would have been great. So totally with you on this, that, that, I mean, obviously the Mark Jackson factor and the fact that Atlanta has so many injuries on defense and they, maybe they just totally given up, but no, that's one I, I thought that would be one that would probably use next Cleveland, uh, six point dogs in Houston. I
0: mean, I made this line three. I mean, I, I probably underestimated Houston a little bit and they, they looked pretty good last night. They started slow, but they, They poured it on, and their defense looked good, and Deshaun Watson looked pretty good. But uh, I think Cleveland go toe-to-toe, so I'm taking the points.
2: It was one of my favorite bets of the week. Um, They're just flat-out different with the coaching changes. I am a buyer in that. I loved Mayfield. This is what I thought he would do immediately, light the league on fire. So Houston defense is is definitely legit. Uh, Lamar Miller is faster than I had given him credit for. But definitely take the points here. I mean, you'd never use Houston like in Survivor or something unless you were totally desperate. So six points is a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. And Lamar Miller ran a 4 4 flat in the combine. So he's not that that good, but he's definitely fast. Yeah.
2: I know. He has like, doesn't he have two runs over 95 yards or something in the past? Uh, I think the two of the longest runs are by him or something like that. That's all I can really do, but um, but he is fast. Right. Okay. uh, Buffalo getting five or five and a half in Miami.
0: I this is I had this like Buffalo plus three and a half, but I'm not strong on this, so I'm probably not using it. I could see Miami just killing them, I could see Miami's defense totally just shutting them down. But I got to take Buffalo here. What about you?
2: Uh, I'm definitely I'm taking I'm taking the points, but that would be an interesting contrarian uh, pick. But uh, I would not want to use it in the contest. Right? But, it would
0: be a contrarian yeah, pick for be- to take the Dolphins, right? Because like nobody for wants sure to, but
2: would, for sure it would be. Well, yeah, it kind of I mean, has I mean, a Dolphins point.
0: feel to it. This game doesn't it?
2: I yeah, I agree because I mean after what Baltimore, I mean what Buffalo did last week too that would be because uh, who would pick them so that kind of feels there's one other game I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get to the Sunday night game has that feel to me as well but as of now I'm leaning toward Buffalo you see that guy and someone on Twitter um, called me a nutless monkey cow uh, <laughs> to whatever whatever you say on these on these games
0: yeah. I, I agree with that 100. That,
2: that 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 was funny, and I need to I need to I need to get more of a firmer stance. So um, uh, I, I'm going to start start doing that. Giants getting four and a half at home against the Bears. Tell me, tell me you're going to give the points to the Bears. Uh, no, I
0: I had this minus yeah, three.
2: I, four. I, minus I know. Three. We, we, for some reason, we just always agree that the Giants just lined, it seems off of all the teams this year. It really does seem. Like they get the least respect every single week. I mean, they don't deserve respect, that much of it. Like them being your favorite team, completely respected they, they, of them having anything to do. With yeah, they don't team.
0: deserve a lot of respect, but they're getting even less than they deserve. I mean, if especially with Chase Daniel, you got to take the Giants. But I'm, I, it's not one I want to use. But it was an easy call. I made it three. It's four and a half.
2: Yeah, it was an easy call for me. But um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe the Bears' <laughs> defense is so so good. But that was another easy call for me. Uh, the Giants this week. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I feel like I'm on this. Definitely going too ugly on this one, but I'm leaning toward taking the points at Cincinnati at home against a, a Broncos team that's pretty pretty legit looking. Who do you have on this one?
0: I made it minus six. I made it minus okay. six, yeah. even though it's three and a half is the line. I made it. My, I I think the Bengals are the worst of the worst.
2: Jeff Driscoll Mania. Um, I'm gonna stick on that one. That is definitely going ugly though. Rams minus ten in Detroit.
0: I made this line ten and a half because I made these lines really big because I did not want to take the dogs because the dogs have been so bad. So I would take the Rams here. The actual line is ten. I think that the Lions are just not good at anything, and the Rams are coming off a bye. They're rested. They're just going to smoke them.
2: Yeah, maybe I'm overreacting to being on the wrong side of the double-digit spreads last week, but um, I'm on a few of the bigger ones this time, including the Rams and others I like a little bit more, but. Yeah, I think they'll smoke them. Detroit is. Detroit is actually has an argument with my Forty ers is the worst team in the league. Another huge spread. Arizona getting fourteen points to the Packers. I mean, who are the Packers? It's a, so a funny spread, but I'm actually going to lay the wood here. But go ahead. Let's-
0: when I made when I made this line, I really did not. I really want to take the Packers because this is a Packers spot home against the doormat, coming off another embarrassing loss. Um, the Packers just, you know, McCarthy's toast. The Packers are missing the playoffs. By the way, you remember we have a bet where you have the Packers and I have the Rams. Uh, whoever goes very farther. Aware, very, yeah. <laughs> that, was say, yeah. that was funny. Yeah, that was funny bet. I can send you that.
2: Literally, I'll PayPal you that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I uh, mean, you
0: know, there's, I'm not even worried bet. about a jinx. There's nothing. To, there's nothing to be worried about. There's nothing that could happen really. Um, Awful bet. Yeah. But uh, I, so I'm like, I, I want to take the Packers. So I'm going to make this line huge because I do this before I look. Like, I'm going to make this 13 and a half. I mean, the Packers suck. They shouldn't be lay. They're like four, and s- four, six, and one. They shouldn't be laying 13 and a half against anybody. Usually yeah. 13, 14 points is reserved for, like, best team against the worst team at home. So I'm like, I'll make this 13 and a half. And it's fucking 14. The public you know, wants it even more than I do. So I think I'm going to take the Cardinals at 14. The Packers shouldn't be laying 14. I know that the setup is good, but... This is a joke. 14 for the Packers. They're not even good.
2: I know. That's why I'm going to lay it. But, they, I mean, they they beat up on some bad teams at home earlier this year. The Dolphins by 20. The Bills by 20. Back-to-back tough home – I mean, home environments. I mean, sorry, environments in Seattle and Minnesota. You're right, though. They're not that very good at all. But Josh Rosen looks, like, pretty devastatingly possibly bad. So I like the points.
0: Dude, you know what's funny is, like, I can understand why people would prefer to take a QB over a running back generally, and I can understand why using that reasoning, they erroneously thought you should have taken Darnold or Rosen over Barkley, but does anybody still maintain right now that the Giants should trade Barkley for one of those two guys if they could? Is anyone still even arguing that?
2: Yeah, I'd imagine this argument is just look at the Giants' record. It's all is all you can say, but I mean, yeah. well, no, no, no. I'm no, would, saying right no,
0: now, no. if you're the Giants, forget about the record. There's saying. a whole team of guys. No, I, I mean, Look at the Cardinals' record. I look know. at the Jets' record. That doesn't make any difference. Right. But Look at the Giants' record. It's not like if the Giants got oh, if the Giants got Josh Rosen, their record would be different. <laughs> I mean, if the Giants yeah, I, got yeah, Donald, their record would be I mean, any better.
2: I would say I would say for Rosen probably the, the, that would be the least the least defense at this point, right? Would be Rosen.
0: I think either one. I, I think – are, are there still people out there that think right now the Giants can undo their grave mistake of taking the running back at two? The Jets are willing to trade him straight up. Hey, Darnold, Let's do the deal. Yeah. Who's advocating for that for the Giants? Yeah. No, I mean seriously, I, 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 is there anybody left? I understand they think, oh, well, the process, blah, 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 whatever bullshit you want to say about that. But at this moment, are there people out there that still say, hell yeah, if I'm the Giants, I trade for Darnold? He's a QB.
2: Not myself. There is one. But, um, That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, this next game is a similar one you just had in which I uh, turned to my wife and said, oh, Kansas City is facing this Raiders team with Andy Reid off his bye, you know, whatever his record is. I mean, two weeks to prepare him. Mean, I said, what is that spread going to be even on the road? 17. And then it turns out it's 15. So I actually went above it. So um, I, okay. I am... Laying the wood on this so i mean i, I, mean, I said seven maybe half tongue in chief but still I, I went over. okay so two full
0: points. i take the shit seriously unlike you so i was doing these lines and i was like okay i don't want to take the raiders so it's on it's in oakland though so i'm gonna make this line crazy i'm gonna make it 14 and a half chiefs minus 14 now that's a 20 and a half in kansas city line that's a ridiculous <laughs> line kansas city what are the chiefs nine and two
2: Nine and two. Nine and two. That's only losses in New England and in, in LA. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know, they're a yeah. good team, but they're laying 14 and a half on the road. I mean, I was like, I mean, they're laying 15 on the road. I was like, I'm going to be an idiot, a donkey, and, and go up to 14 and a half on them. And it wasn't donkey enough. The same thing happened with the Packers. I'm like, dude, Vegas is committing to make, they're committed to making the public pay for these favorites. They do not want, if, if well, they know everyone's going to be on the Chiefs and the Packers and all these big favorites, they want to make sure when the majority of the money's on that side that there's some sharp money on the other side and they're not getting killed.
2: Yep, quite clearly they are. These are massive lines, and I will not certainly fight to use uh, this other side. I mean, no, you, you I'm, ta- ta- cool. I'm taking the Raiders. You are I'm taking the Raiders. You are Right, right. I, I mean I yeah. pushed okay. it man
0: I did what I could I did my job I went up to you know it's like when you're on auction bidding on a player <laughs> and you're like you know okay Mike Trout 52 and some guy's like 53 and you're like 54 yeah, and the yeah, guy's like yeah. 55 and you're like alright I did my job you want him at then 55 you want stopped. to spend that much fine you got Trout I'll get someone else and this is exactly the same scenario maybe the Chiefs kill them, but I gotta take the points at home
2: next one Jets getting uh, 9 in Tennessee
0: I I see it as nine and a half, maybe it moved down. But I made the line eight, same thing.
1: I really do not want to take the Jets. I'll make the thing eight. But come on, nine and a half? Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining and get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cashback, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: These lines
2: are out of control. They know who everyone's going to take. i got to take the Jets. I'm with you on this one. That one seems off. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's a good solid team, but not a team to like pull-away, double-digit type offense, so... I feel like I mean, any,
0: anyone game. could blow so, out the Jets, um, but still.
2: That is very true, yeah. I mean, you don't feel great about that that one with the Jets. But, um, all right, uh, the later afternoon games, Uh solid one here. Minnesota getting 5.5, or this one actually, the range is anywhere from 4.5 to 6 in New England.
0: Yeah, three and and a half. Seven I mean, 3.5. 7.5,
2: it's going, wow.
0: 7.5. That's insane. I mean, I think these are basically equal teams, right? The Patriots aren't that good. The Vikings are pretty good. Their defense is really good now. And... You know, the, their offensive line is shaky. I don't love Cousins, but, I mean, come on. This will be a game. I, I took the Vikings.
2: Yeah, and I actually thought about possibly using this one, I'd use the Vikings, too. New England. At home. Oh, too. Okay, you would, too. Okay. All right, Jamar. Okay, cool. All right. Um, that's a lot of points. And this New England team is not the the same level as the, as the top ones in the league right now. All right. This was my favorite bet of the week. Uh, I got one right for once last week. My, my best bet, stat picks at least. Um, it had been a couple. San Francisco going back to the well, fading them, getting just 10 in Seattle. I mean, that's like not nearly enough. And especially if they're going back, going back to Nick Mullins. Nick yeah,
0: I, this is one where I outpaced the public. I made it 13 this line.
2: Yeah, oh, okay. So you're with me here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I could see division rivalry, a rematch. Is it a rematch or their first game?
2: Shoot, I think this is their first game.
0: Okay, well, maybe that's not as bad, but I, I could just see it being, you know, a tougher game. Teams know each other, but I don't know, man. Seattle's pretty good. Their offense seems like it's back in sync, and the night Mullins is terrible. So, yeah, I agree. I, I'm laying the wood.
2: Yeah, they have a yeah coming off a big win in Carolina too. I don't love the setup, and um, but anyway, yes, yeah, you, as you said, naturally you thought 13 points. So. Let's lay the wood on that one. Okay, then I didn't skip this one. Sunday night, this is when I was trying to reference earlier that I feel – so I'm taking the three and a half points, uh, the Chargers, but I feel like, I don't know, the signs point to maybe Pittsburgh, and I could be talked in the other way. Which one do you lean on that one, Liz?
0: Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Like I made it three. These are both equal teams, but Pittsburgh at home is a little extra good. And uh, Melvin Gordon, like that, to me is kind of big. It like,
2: matter, right? Yeah, you know, right? it's crazy to think. I agree with you. It matter. You
0: know. I think it makes a difference. You know, maybe Justin Jackson's good or whatever we'll see. But and, and Eckler's good, but he's not that kind of feature back. You know, he's not going to be able to get eighteen carries. So that hurts, man. Uh, but I I'm going to hold my nose and take
2: the points, but I'm not confident about it. Yeah, me too. Feel the same. Okay, Monday night, um, Washington getting six and a half in Philly.
0: Yeah, I made it four and a half. Uh, Washington sucks, but Philly sucks. There's something wrong with Philly, and I can't just you know they made the comeback against the Giants because of Eli and Shermer for some reason stopped using Barkley, but I just can't really. Every time I've sort of thought the Eagles were the Eagles, they've let me down against Dallas, against New Orleans. I bet against them with the Giants, and I was right. I don't, you know, the Redskins like they're a tough defense. They're gonna have Ruben Foster crushing people, and haha, uh, <laughs> Clinton Dix loading up on defense. So uh, I'm taking the points.
2: I meant to say this about the last game, um, real quick. Uh, the 49ers are one of two teams winless on the road. Um, so, uh, like you know, in Seattle is obviously not an easy place. Can you name the other team
0: that's winless on the road?
2: the season the 49ers and one of the team uh, i'll say eagles this season. eagles uh, packers
0: oh, all really? right i said eagles because i thought that's what made sorry i
2: said that. unrelated to the monday night game oh, niners, i didn't i didn't hear you i didn't hear you sorry 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 sorry. No, I, I jumped ahead because of the biggest insider has the niners right above this all bad. right so eagles are very disappointing agree i went on that ffl show told everyone who could listen go uh jeffrey he's due went on you know looked like a total idiot i mean just nothing I, janoris jenkins in the beginning Man, that Giants game killed me. I also said, go spend your money on DFS on Beckham with that this ravaged secondary in Philly. I yeah, but that, that shit never happens.
0: It never happens that way. It be, never
1: – I know. I know. I know I, it I
0: just know. never fucking happens that way except once in a while. Oh, the well, number one exactly. matchup against the number one matchup. It's like – yeah, like one out of every three or four times it It works.
2: I mean, I guess I know what you're saying, but like the week before, they, I mean, the Saints beat everyone, but the, the Philly secondary looked pretty like, like laughable. I mean, it just looked so easy, easily beatable. But, yeah, I hear you. It never worked. I and mean, it just seemed like Jeffrey had not been involved in forever. And it's always tough to play the do game. That's, that's always foolish as well. But, you know, I think Washington will be, I guess they have extra rest here. And McCoy is fine. So I think they'll like backdoor cover and keep it close enough. But, man, Philly, really one of the most dis- disappointing uh, defending Super Bowl champs in, in, that I can remember. Um so do you come do we have a five? I actually wrote down five. Tell me if you disagree. Right. I wrote down Cowboys, Falcons, Browns, Vikings, and Seahawks.
0: Cowboys, Falcons, Browns, Vikings, and Seahawks. I like that. I don't love the Seahawks unless you really want if that's your best bet, you can have them. Yeah, but, that's
2: mine. Yeah, okay. that's mine. No, I know.
0: And I don't love the Browns. I like the Browns a little. I think I'd rather take instead of the Browns, I'd probably take uh, I'd probably take the Broncos, but it i'll take the browns it's fine i can go with the browns there's nothing else that really that i love you got the ones i like most
2: okay, okay. all right all right so we'll, we'll also look at the lines too when, when they come out but um actually having said that too we're using the thursday game so i'll get these in as soon as possible but um, right yeah okay cool i, li- I like those five and um i think we're uh, we're uh, gonna continue on a roll here what uh what else let's you have anything um crazy i um i kind of sprung this pod on you here i don't have too much um too much esoteric stuff for you this week what do you got
0: so I went up, you know, Thanksgiving we had, you know, just at our friend's house. And then we went up for the weekend to uh, the Dow region in Portugal and stayed at this in- this English dude's house, this manor. It's like a bed and breakfast because our other friend who's British had stayed there and did some winemaking with him. So then he was doing olive oil making because he's got like 100 olive trees. So we stayed in this like one of those old mansions, those like giant manors where the ceiling's like 15 feet high and the rooms are gigantic. They cook you dinner and stuff and like... The dude makes, you know, he bottles like thousands of bottles of wine off his own grapes and vineyards, and he took us and showed us how it was made and through the tanks and stuff. And you're at the house, and they just keep filling your wine with rosé, white, red, whatever, one after another. I mean, you you can get blacked out, because and there's a bottle of port and a bottle of wine next to your bed, and you can have unlimited refills of that, too. It's cool. And then we went out, like, basically worked for him. We stayed at his house, paid him, and then I did, like, two hours of olive picking, and, like, you got to, like, scrape them off the trees with these rakes, and then you got to like take the leaves out, and then you got to like put them off these tarps and pour them into buckets, and lift the buckets onto the truck. I was doing this work, but it's just kind of taught you like how, if you grew some olive trees, like that's how you make olive oil. I, we didn't get to see it pressed, yeah. but my uh, it My family was cool.
2: does, yeah. No, my my brother grows quite a few olives. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, it's it's interesting. And I back when I used to help out with the family business, I would I would deal with those as well. So yeah, yeah. My, my it, it is cool. It is cool olives, and they're really healthy for you. They're great. Olive yeah, oil it's way just, to go
0: it's just a nice thing, you know, Sasha scraping them off the trees with me, you know, we're all doing it, nice. it was cool, you know, and obviously like, since we're staying there, if I want to go read my book or something, I could, like, I wasn't like, I didn't have to do it, but I was just, you know, we did like a couple hours a day, I went out to this wine tasting at night, it was chill, so, uh, man, Portugal, it's like the size of Maine, it's a small, it's like a small, like an average size state, there's like all the shit here, man, it's amazing, there's a, there's a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I'd love to uh, love to visit at some point. I would absolutely love to. You you have no end in sight. Sounds like, right?
0: Yeah. Not, well, we got to see with this tax thing. You know, I t- told you about that's still in limbo because they take forever. I think it'll work right. out. Uh, and then you know, Sasha's school is really good, and it's like a quarter of the price of a comparable school in the U.S. So, kind of locked into that for a few years. She's kind of thriving there. So it's. I, I don't think we're going anywhere now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to love to visit. It's been. Far, I went to Europe once when I was 18 years old, so um, love to go back. Anyway, yeah, let's. Re- that's all I got. for you got anything else, man? Nah, man, I got I got nothing. I got
0: no I got no axe to grind. I probably do actually, but uh, I'll save it for. Uh, well, I'll mention one thing. Um, I don't know if you read the East East Coast offense, but I wrote about uh, something I always write about, but. It. It's kind of yeah. like uh, basically the idea that like if you have a model or an algorithm, it does not have an opinion.
2: Um, you're talking about um, people who are um, who, who dress in bikinis? Is that what you mean?
0: I started with that, uh, but no, I was not talking about that. I was talking about um, the fact that if you have an algorithm to pick games for you or to make your fantasy projections or whatever, and you're like, oh, the algorithm likes so-and-so today. That's like a metaphor, but it doesn't really like so-and-so today or it doesn't really like this team plus four – because it really doesn't know about the specifics. It just has, it just translates that team into some relevant performance factors, gives it a sort of, you know, power ranking or strength ranking, and then compares it to the other team and spits out what the spread should be, and then it'll either be bigger or smaller than the real spread. It doesn't actually have any specific opinion on Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, knowing that Mike McCarthy's probably fired and the Packers have missed the playoffs, and there's nothing specific about this Packers team that it has an opinion on. It just has an opinion on of a general team of that strength facing off of a general team of the strength of the Cardinals in Green Bay. That's all it is. It's not specific. It does not have an opinion on this game. It just basically is saying, historically, teams of these strengths project to this. That's it. You see what I mean? It doesn't have a specific opinion on this game. It's not even looking at these teams as individuals. It's looking at them as statistics, as you know, whatever their component statistics are right so you it's not even saying so it, so what happens is like when, when somebody has an algorithm and they say oh the algorithm the, it likes this team or whatever and this and they lose they'll say something like well you know the that was sort of an outlier or whatever but the thing is it's kind of correct like the model can never be wrong because the model never had an opinion on this particular game it just had an opinion on games in general And the whole thing about a model is you can't really, you're just trying to say, well, over the long haul, I'm going to get more of them right. But you don't have any opinion on anything specifically. So in a way, you're never wrong, because no matter what actually happens, you're like, it's not the output from the model, it's the inputs. My inputs were good, so you basically move the goalposts, saying, instead of arguing about the output, let's argue about the input. And so, that's fine. You can do that and say, okay, let's see my record over the long haul. Maybe you'll get a good record if you have a good model, but you can't thump your chest like a primate, like a human, when you get something right because you didn't have an opinion on it. You understand? You didn't have an opinion on that game. You're just saying my inputs are good generally. The model generally thinks teams of this sort are like this, and I have no opinion on this specific game. I just know that over the long haul, not no, but I just believe that over the long haul because my inputs are good, that I'll win 55% or 58% or whatever, you know, somewhere in that range. That's it. So you can't then brag and say, yeah, I made a good call on that. No, you didn't make any call on that. And in a way, even when you're wrong, you weren't wrong because you didn't even have an opinion on it. It's, it's like it's just you're playing a totally different game. You're playing the inputs game, not the outputs game. But you'll see people take credit for the correct output and then divorce themselves from the incorrect output saying, oh, no, no, no. That's just an outlier. I, the inputs and in the model are good. The the data going in is the right data.
2: Right. No, I I do see people talk about just their it's just their model. But other people don't even take credit when it's right or wrong. They just point to the model and say, kind of similarly to what you're saying, uh, it's it's more more of a black black and white thing. But no, but that's that's it, legit. It means, that's legit. If, if you do, if that. You do if that. that, I've seen some people do. Okay, yeah. I mean, I see Josh Hermsmeyer points to his model, the AIR guy, AIR guy. Right. He says yeah, that. yeah. that's what he says. So but that's right. I think that guy is pretty pretty yeah, right. But okay. but like right. if you just
0: say well, look, I'm not I'm not making a call on this specific game or this specific, you know, I'm right. just saying over the course of the year I'm going to be right more often than most people. Yeah. And yep. that's well, that you, would
2: like, you would like you the no the defenses don't matter guy I, at least from my experience that's what I see he says. So so you would like that.
0: All right. So yeah. So I just making I was just saying well, you, you, it's two different things. You're either a machine that that right. is just right. long haul. You're just calibrated for the long haul or you are human that makes individual calls and you can thump your chest when you get it right and you got to fucking own it when you get it wrong don't don't try to be you know but you can't have it both ways you can't thump your chest when you're right and then bl- and say but my process was good when it's wrong that was my right.
2: argument right. no totally makes sense him
0: and, and then the last All thing right. i said is that that i actually think a real underrated uh, angle to take would be if you had a really good model that was winning against the spread to look at the ones where you got them really badly wrong. Not just like, oh, there were a couple turnovers, but I mean things like the team that was favored by ten or should have been or went win by ten, lost by ten, and actually the metric said it should have been thirty. Like they got crushed. And so that the indicators mm, totally right. were not right. And you look at like the you know, your worst of the year. And again, not like a blocked punt or some fluky bullshit where there's a couple turnovers and, you know, stuffs on fourth down, but like a domination by the, uh, the supposedly lesser team and find the 10 or 20 or 30 times it happens every year and start to look for commonalities in those. What was it about the situation that made the indicators not hold up in these particular games and start to get an idea when, you know, cause, and, and I started saying, you know, I do this already. Whenever my best bets, I'm actually 57% on best bets over the last 10 years, even though my overall record sucks. I I do that like I don't make my best bet the value bet like the the spread that I think is most off. I make it the one usually that's something's not right here. Like this feels like a game of like what what's going on with these teams? Like why? I just feel like this is a spot. I always I I usually use a spot team. And and I said I just jinx myself because now that I'm calling attention to it. But I think you could do that more rigorously if you could really identify the past spots where things didn't add up and then start to like identify, you know, some common characteristics of what makes the spot. I mean, I, I, I feel like I know a little bit, you and I were talking about Buffalo and Miami, like it, you, Buffalo seems like the value, but it doesn't seem right. Right. But imagine doing that more rigorously where you actually like in retrospect, saw the spots that things went off and you were like, okay, what is it about all these things? And you started, yeah, to but isn't it a down. lot
2: of that subjective? Right, that's tough. The subjectivity would would be a lot involved,
0: no? Well, well, no, because and we're we're gonna do this at Rotowire. Actually, we're gonna build a database of all the game times, the temperatures, the you know, as much stuff as we can. Okay, gotcha. Historically, right? And you could say, okay, so let's say there's twenty games a year where a team that should have that the outcome was ten points, twenty points in the wrong direction. Okay, like should have been ten, went the other way ten, or should have been zero, went twenty. And I don't mean twenty. I don't mean the score is twenty. I mean the uh, projected score based on the yards per play and you know the expected right. score, right? Which is which is huge. Actual variance is all the time, but projected variance you know projected variance is small. So let's say there's twenty of those a year across the league, and you start to like dive into the data and say what is it about these? Like where was the venue? How far do they travel? What was the previous game like? Maybe you come up with a few kinds of things that. Or red flags, where the indicators kind of fail you a little bit
2: yeah and so do you do this anecdotally yourself do you yes. reflect it, like reflect it, your own picks or like even your own lineup decisions you know, or, or just you can go further in life, but I mean your own betting your
0: no i don't really do i don't I don't dig through the history and like try to find it because um I think it would be hard without like a an algorithm to sift through sort of the expected bad results. Like, so, you know, Massey Peabody has, like, their projected, you know, outputs for these teams based on play success rate and other metrics. And I'm sure they could actually translate what actually happens into a game into an expected score rather than the actual score. So you like kind of right. figure out what's mostly luck. You know, things like if a fumble's on the ground, it's 50-50 who recovers it. So if one team recovers three fumbles, the other team fumbles but recovers their own fumbles, you know, that would be ironed out and you figure out what the score kind of should have been roughly. And if you had a tool like that to clean it up, I mean, you could still probably eyeball, you know, there's some outliers that are just crazy weird things like the bucks beating the saints or something, you know, week mm-hmm. one, strange stuff like that. But anyway, you, you, it would be a lot easier to, uh, have a really good data set of like unusual outcomes. I could sort of eyeball it and pick a few. And I feel like I've remember some of them so i kind of have a, my own sort of mental database of of them but it's not rigorous you know it's sort of like my my sense and of you and like you
2: also got you know selective memory it could really hurt you. you might have had more money on a certain game and you just right. remember whether it be positive or negative might stand out more you know in your mind
0: totally i mean obviously you know i i don't remember all the you know i remember a lot though and i have done this for a long time so there's a lot of there's a huge database in my brain, but yes, it's a little bit more selective than a uh, a computer would be.
2: I like the idea, though. Keep it up, man. RotoWire. keep keep, keep those uh, that stuff coming. That well, really we, we got to get that.
0: I mean, we haven't input it yet, but that's a project—is to like bust out a big research, or, uh, you know, a searchable right. database.
2: Cool. Um, the only thing I have uh, final—I just thought of one other thing. I asked you backstage; you didn't have much. You weren't much help. But um, so I moved recently, and I um, to get another water softener at this house I live at. They're asking for, They're like I don't. So no, no, no. So I, I, I do have a purifier for drinking water, but some people prefer water softening. But there's hard water and there's soft water. It's basically minerals building up, and some people say like your dishes will get, you know, spotty or or someone up your skin or whatever. But maybe um I don't know that you don't know okay, about so, that. You did not so, know the difference. But I want to put no, no. the listeners out because we have good responses to things. If that's an old wives' tale that you don't need, or you don't need to spend for water okay. softener, stop or with soft and with hard.
0: Stop with soft and hard. Just, just cool out. You don't know what you are talking about. Soft water, hard water. That's wrong terminology. Okay, that's just some bullshit they're telling you. When I was in LA, the water quality in LA is total shit. I mean, if you drink, if you pour it from the tap or drink it, it's disgusting. New York has good water. Lisbon, decent water. LA, horrible. We got a whole house filter. We paid like twenty five hundred bucks for it, and got it installed like on the you know. The pipes that came into the the line that went into the house. So every single bit of water that was in the house was coming out of a hole, you know, through a filter. I don't know.
2: Yeah, they put salt in that?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it was soft or hard or any of that bullshit. All I know is that like oh, I the chlorine. I don't
2: know if they put, they, they know know they put if they salt, put salt in it.
0: All I know is there was a giant filter, and every, you know, six months or a year, our plumber would come and put a... change it. And it, you know, in the giant tank outside, and then. He would change it, and, like, the water that flowed through the house removed, like, the, you know, shit, like, the uh, fluoride, the chlorine, like, a lot of the shit that's in the water supply. Some of the, you know, the junk. So, we had a water filter. I don't know about soft, hard water. Maybe our water was soft after we did that. I don't know. Don't worry about soft and hard. Worry about poison, toxins. Who cares if it's soft or hard? Get rid of the poisons. Get a filter for your house that gets rid of fluoride, chlorine, and you know, any other sort of toxic chemicals or metals that should not be you know getting through your skin, yeah, it's good to use like a water filter in your house, but when you take a shower, your skin is still has pores. like you don't want to be pouring chemicals on your skin. so forget about soft or hard water don't don't no, ask no, no. that it, question this is,
2: talk, okay. this is talking about ions like calcium and magnesium, but I agree with what you're saying with l a water that those are those are a separate thing, but okay, I got you some people might might know what i am talking about and have an opinion because oh. you're what, why do you care if this magnesium
0: or calcium because your dishes might get spotty
2: that's what i'm saying it might just be totally just bs and, and not worth anything and if i if, if you don't live in an area like la where you need to worry about the other stuff then it might just be a waste of money dude you need to worry about the mean? other
0: stuff you need to worry about that shit dude you don't
2: right. think there's no, fluoride I'm and
0: chlorine in your right. water supply
2: no, for sure. For sure. I do not want that at all. No, I don't want to sh- – Yeah, I, I totally agree. Right. So that might be a, a, a different set of uh, machinery in which I'm talking about, but I, I would definitely want – Yeah, don't waste time with well. that soft
0: water shit. Who cares? <laughs> all
2: right. All right. Thank you, Liz. All right. That's all I got. Yeah,
0: man, I could be – by the way, I could be wrong about that. I really have no idea what I'm talking about with that, but I never – I've heard of that, but I never heard it was like a something to worry about.
2: Right. Okay. All right, man.
0: All right. That's
2: it. Right. All right, all right. Later later. All right, take it easy, dude. Later.